0: Welcome to Faith City Podcast with your lead pastor Kevin Wright. For more podcasts, news, and upcoming events, please check out www.myfaithcity.org. Baggage. This message goes out to all those that have struggled in life where someone has spoke something over you. Maybe you're not going to make it. You're nobody. You're never going to be successful. This message goes out to people like that today. Because at one time, this pastor right here didn't look at himself as anybody that was going to make it, anybody that was ever going to be successful. When I was growing up as a teenager, I never looked at myself as somebody that was valuable. And I can tell you why. It's probably because growing up, I, I, I didn't really have a father to give me the confidence as a young man. How many people know it is valuable that a father speaks to their children and and gives them courage and confidence and and security? You know, so many times our first look at God is our first look at parents. You know, many children right now, they have a hard time trusting God because they had a hard time trusting their parents. And that's why it's important as a parent that, that we must... Put into our children that there's somebody and they're going to make it, no matter what their flaws are, that we're to pour good things into them. Amen? I have not always had good things poured into me as a child. My mother always had good things to pour into me. But I, I had a first dad that wasn't good. I had a second dad that wasn't always good to pour something good into me. More than that, I never had a dad to tell me about Jesus Christ To pour the word of God into me. So, my whole teenage life, I never had the gospel preached to me. I never knew that I was in Christ. I never viewed myself as a Christian. It wasn't until years later that I I started dealing with all this anger and bitterness that I had inside of me from even a young age that I, I realized I got a lot of anger in me. I got a lot of bitterness in me. I didn't even know why. But it's because I had this emotional baggage from a kid. How many people know you start your journey the moment you start start, uh, listening and hearing people talk to you? When my daughter was in Terry's womb, we would play the Word of God knowing that even as an infant in her womb, that the gospel was going into that child. That we were aware even how we got in arguments as she was pregnant. (laughs) I know y'all don't that me and Terry argue, but every once in a while, she has to submit to me. <laughs> every once in a while, I have to put her in place. And for some reason, I wind up on the couch every time. Nah, I'm just playing. You know, speaking good things, words are the most powerful things in the planet. If you don't believe words are powerful, just say something like, if your wife says, I look fat, you know what you don't say? I agree. <laughs> you know, that's the worst thing. Words hurt people. Words wound people. You know, you, you, have, the, you have the right to, you're going to speak something good or you're going to speak something bad. But there is a person, he's the ultimate liar, his name is Satan, and he's the accuser of the brethren. He's always speaking bad things to people. You know, I've said this a lot of many uh, many times since I started Faith City. How many times the devil said, "You're not going to make it." The devil must be really afraid of me if he spends all that time trying to lie to me about this church and about my destiny. He's always going to have lies about your dreams and about your destiny. And if you, uh, if you agree with Him and you listen to Him, you'll take baggage to life and you'll just never be nobody. Because He's been saying you're never going to amount to anything. You don't have the skills to pastor. You're not smart enough. Man, let me, this message goes out to people who don't think they're worthy enough and don't think they're good enough to do something good for God. Because that's exactly how I felt. I never thought I was good enough to do anything big in the world. I never thought I'd ever have anything, I'd never be prosperous. I'll never have a house, I'll never have good things flowing through my hands. I always saw the business guy with the tie and say, man, you know, I'll never be that. He's got, you know, this guy's got the cars, he's got the house, you know, he, he, he's living life. You know, at one time I said, there's no way that Kevin Wright could ever be good in this world to do something good for God. Well, if you're in here today, and you know, no matter how you look on the outside, on the inside, I've seen people look good on the outside, but on the inside, they feel so filthy and dirty about themselves. And the first person I want to talk about today is the person, the conformers. The person that says, I don't fit in. Everybody say, I don't fit in. I'm talking to somebody today that grew up, Or maybe right now, you're sitting here and you say, man, I don't fit into this church thing. I don't fit in with the crowd. You know, especially for the younger people, man, I got something for you today. I'm going to smack you upside the head with the Bible today. Amen? Amen? In a good way, though. Not a condemning way. You know, in the Old Testament, we see a great conformer who never felt like he lived up To great expectations of the people And that king was Saul And this is what it says I got the scripture here for you I have sinned I violated the Lord's command I was afraid of the people So I gave in to them I was afraid of the people So I gave in to them How many people That don't feel like they fit in in life So they just do what they can to fit in No matter what it takes They're going to conform So they'll fit in how many people, how many young girls, because they don't feel they fit in. So they'll just attach themselves to a crowd that accepts them. I don't fit in. Let me tell you something. Kevin Wright has never really fit, fit into many groups. I came here from Tennessee to Florida. And, I, and let me tell you, you think my accent's bad now, man. Back then, I taught like this. I could barely talk. People wanted me to repeat everything I said over again so they could laugh at me. <laughs> and then I'd smack them upside the head for it. <laughs> you know, people that don't fit in, they conform. And there's always going to be somebody, you know, you take, I don't know if y'all remember a guy by the name of Marilyn Manson. How many people remember him? The, you know, yeah I hear you. Somebody who came into the music industry with the most demonic, ugly music. and I can tell you how Marilyn Manson got there because I studied music. I did a, a big series called Discerning Is it Marilyn Manson? Am I talking about the right guy? The guy who was a musician Yeah, I'm talking about the right guy. I did a study on you know how uh music affects the culture. And whatnot. This guy went to a church, didn't look the part, and the church condemned him, asked him to leave, and this guy found the next group of people that accepted him and he conformed to the people that received him. The church had an opportunity to love this man and to receive him into a church, and because they, that one church did not do it, he conformed and he ended up being the person he was. Because somebody didn't accept him. He didn't fit in. Because he came to a church and the church didn't accept him. How many people know that at Faith City, we want people to come to this church that don't fit in with the world. They feel like they're not accepted because we know that Jesus Christ will accept anybody. Jesus loves the sinner. Just as much as he loves the saint. Because he died for everybody. Amen. He died for the person that has tattooed sleeves on his arm. Tattooed all up. Tattooed on the face. He loves the person in the mall. The other day I saw a gauge earring that big around. Slapped in the ear. And I'm going, my God. You know, I could put a golf ball in the dude's ear. How many people know God loves that person with the big earring? I don't understand why they do it. But God loves that person. How many people know if that person gave his life to Jesus Christ, God on fire for God, I would let the guy play with the big gauge up in his ear on my stage? Some people say, How dare you, Pastor? How could you do that? Because just because someone has an earring that big around in the ear doesn't mean they don't love God. This is not your daddy's church. When you were growing up, I was telling Nancy that this morning, I wore a hat to church one time. And you know, growing up out of respect, you didn't wear a hat to church. Especially if you're over 50 in here, that was not allowed, that was bad. Well, the first day I wore one of my cool hats to church, I had someone in my congregation, take that hat off. How many people know this is another day? If I want to preach with a hat on, I'm going to preach with a hat on. Because just because a hat on, I have a hat on, do not mean I'm less anointed. We care more about somebody wearing a hat in the church than how we live out there in the world. Are you all listening to me? We care more about somebody wearing an earring than the fact that, hey, I know what the Bible says. Before you get... You know, the seed out of, the you know, the thorn out of someone else's eye, you get to plank out of your own. Amen. People need acceptance. Every young girl that loses their virginity, Satan really takes advantage of that. He really takes advantage of the girl that doesn't have a father, doesn't feel loved, and the first person that comes around, I love you. In other words, when, the, when a guy tells you he loves you, it's, this, it's the uh, first month in the relationship, he lusts you. He lusts you. He don't love you, he lusts you. And, and the girl hears it, and it's, oh, I've never felt accepted I'll do anything. Listen, listen to me. Don't conform. Don't conform. Satan... It is a breeding ground for the person that doesn't fit in. That person is a breeding ground for demonic thoughts. That person is a breeding ground for um, being addicted to drugs, being addicted to alcohol. Satan just, until that person conforms into the person that Satan wants them to be. And that's what this day is all about. God doesn't want you to conform to what Satan wants you to be. He wants you to conform to what he wants you to be. He don't want you addicted to anything. Second person because of time. You aren't good enough. You aren't good enough. Performers. These are people that feel they're never good enough, so they're going to try to earn someone's love. They're going to try to earn someone's love. Have you ever had a family member, instead of time they spend with you, they'll just send you gifts, they'll send you money, they'll try to to earn your love. Listen, people don't want their love earned. They want someone to love them right where they're at. They don't want the money. Look, I, I never met my father, but maybe I only met him one time. I don't want anything from my earthly real dad. I would like a telephone call. Is somebody listening to me today? I would like a telephone call. I don't want a car. I don't want a million dollars. I want my earthly father to pick the phone up and call his son. That's what people want. But there are people that they'll go through life and they'll, they'll want to earn that love. So they'll perform to the level of someone's expectation to feel loved by them. Sometimes people will come and they'll give an offering to to the church because they're performing. Even an offering is a performance. Satan uses an offering. This church will accept me if I give it money. If I will do this, the pastor will accept me. Listen, nobody's looking for that. God wants you to know that He loves you and He loves you right where you're at. You don't have to perform. You don't have to be perfect. You will never be perfect. You will never be good enough. You will never do enough good things in life So God will love you. He loved you before you even knew Him. He loved you when you were in your mother's womb. He loved you when you're in the deepest sin and the deepest uh, sinful nature of your life. He loved you. Somebody say, He loves me. You're the apple of His eye today. You don't have to work. You don't have to perform for it. Maybe if I just go to church every week, God will accept me. You don't have to go to church for God to accept you. That's works. God loves you right now. Amen. Somebody say, He loves me. This is works mentality. If I can just pray enough, if I can just read my Bible enough, if I can just be enough, good enough, they will accept me. God accepts you right now, right where you're at. He loves you. Somebody say it again. He loves me. You know, children saying, if I just made good enough grades, mom and dad will love me. If I just did good enough for mom and dad, if I, just, if I just was that perfect little child, my dad would accept me. You know what, fathers? We need to show our children we accept them when they got good grades, when they got bad grades, when they obeyed, and when they disobeyed. We love you. I don't want my daughter ever going, listen, I don't want my daughter ever going to say, hey, if, my da- if, I, if I just act like a Christian, act like a minister of the gospel, he will accept me. I'm going to love that girl. There is nothing that girl could do to make me stop loving her. I'm just never going to stop loving my child. She's my child. No matter how ugly things get in life, I'm going to love this girl. She's my daughter. Amen. Amen. I've had people stop loving me and stop showing me love because I didn't perform to their level of expectation. I've learned that God loves me. God loves me right now. I don't have to carry emotional baggage through life anymore. Amen. And sometimes we, we get this, uh, I'll see this. I'll see this a lot with other religions. They're religions based on works. If I can just pray enough Hail Marys. If I can just pray enough Hail Marys and God will forget. I see it all the time. If I can just be good enough, if I just come to church, pay what they call penance. Come to church every week, pay my penance, tip tip God in the offering plate, confess my sin and go back out and live like the world. That's not what I'm, listen, God loves you. You don't have to do that. You ought to put a smile on your face. You don't have to do 30 Hail Marys for God to love you and forgive you. Amen. You don't have to... uh, I don't have to look at Terry and my daughter and say, if I made enough money... (laughs) I know Terry loves me now. Last year was a very bad year financially. (laughs) I know she loved me. I know she really loves me now because she loved me when I didn't have no money and she loves me when I got money. Amen? But a lot of times men say they'll focus all on their business, all on their jobs, and all on everything and, and not give any love to the family. God, listen, your family wants your love. I said your family wants your love. Moms, Your family, your daughter, your children, they want your love. You don't have to win anybody's love. Now, there are great dads out there right now. They're heroes. They're working in this economy just to make ends meet, doing what they got to do for the family. To me, they're heroes. But I'm talking about the dad that always works, 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 works because he feels that the family loves him because of his works. You don't have to do that, men. Amen. Ladies, say amen. Bible says in John, let's go to John chapter 4. And this leads me to my next one. You're not worthy. Clingers. And these are people because they've been rejected. Everybody say rejection. Do me a favor real quick. Stand up. Stay standing. Everybody say rejection. Rejection. Say I'm awake. awake. And I will not sleep. sleep. Alright, you can sit back down. Rejection. Abandonment. People who feel that... Because I dealt with it, Brian, when I was a kid. Why wasn't my father there? Why did he abandon me? When I held faith in my arms, I held my daughter, just an infant. And I looked at her. She's my daughter, man. Most precious. Listen, there's nothing better than to hold that little infant in your arms. Y'all remember what I'm saying. Some of you married folks, when those little babies are looking in your eyes. And I looked in my little daughter's eyes, Ken, and I'm sitting there going, this is the greatest gift that God's ever given me is this small little child. She depends on me. She's fragile. She's everything to me. And you know what? The enemy spoke to me. Your father didn't love you. My dad never looked me in the eyes. And I started thinking, and the devil started speaking. I realized, I've got some baggage here. My dad abandoned me. My father left me. My father, why wasn't I good enough for my dad to stick around? Why? rejection, abandonment. I'm not worthy enough. Why wasn't I good enough for my dad to stick around and love me the way I should be loved? I'm his daughter. I mean, I'm his son. Amen. (laughs) I was thinking of my daughter at the same time. (laughs) I'm glad this is a place where you make mistakes, right? Everybody say, I'm not worthy. (laughs) Clingers. The Bible says, and uh, let's go, to, are you there in John chapter 4? Let's go with uh, verse 17. Let's go to verse 19. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, oh, actually, let's go to 17 again. And I'll end here. If you're happy about it, say amen. amen. <laughs> Got you, Nancy. If you only knew, I like to read the whole chapter, verse 10, Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift of God has for you, and who I am, you would ask me, and I would give you living water, this is the woman at the well, but sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this is very deep, well, where would you get the living water? And besides, are you greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us the well? And how can you offer better water than he and his sons and his cattle enjoyed? Jesus replied, people soon become thirsty again after drinking this water. Can I have James come up here and play something churchy? People soon become thirsty again after drinking this water, but the water I give them takes away thirst altogether. It becomes a perpetual spring within them giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said. Give me some of the water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to haul water. And this is it. Jesus said in verse 16, Go get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, You're right. You don't have a husband, for you have five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. Check this out. How many... Apparently, this woman had a problem with with men in her life looking for something she didn't feel worthy enough. Have you ever seen? I know y'all are going to raise your hand on this, but if it's you, you know, don't look at your wife or husband and say, yeah, that's us. Have you ever seen a good woman with a real bad man? Have you ever seen it? And you ask yourself, how in the world and why in the world would that woman marry that man or be with that man? This man's beating her, mistreating her, abusing her verbally, and the woman, you see it on cops all the time. You see it? <laughs> You'll be watching cops and you're like, there, there's a, a marital dispute. And, and, and the, woman's, the woman doesn't leave the house. She waits for him to get out of jail to come back home. How many people know? If you're getting abused, get out of that house. You know why? She don't feel worthy enough to have a better man than what she has. That man gives her something that she feels worthy enough, even though she's getting beat, even though there's verbal abuse, she don't feel worthy enough. It's when a woman stands up and says, Uh uh-uh, uh honey, you ain't doing that no more to me. I'm out of here. You say, Are you telling me to leave my husband? If that man's beating you, you get out of the house. Smacking you around? Won't you come smack me around? Are you are you hearing me? You smack me around. Kevin Wright hits back. Can I just be real with you? I can't get any more real, can I? You come, <laughs> I'll just tell you how it is. You know what? Go. If you don't feel worthy, you don't have to feel, you don't have to be with anybody that is abusing you in any kind of abuse you're worth more than that you mean more to god than some person to be slapped around on beat around and abuse call you a beep and call you beep no you don't talk to your woman that way guys i don't care how mad you get you walk out of the room and women, if a man walks out of a room, don't follow them into the cave. That man leaves that room, there's a reason that man left that room. Men, can I get an amen? amen. When, listen, you about, to, you about to lose it? Lose it? Go, listen, go to the room. I'm over the days of getting in my car, driving off. I can't stand you. I was there with our first two years of marriage, man. There's probably skid marks in our driveway, me we backing out and going crazy. I can't even remember the last time. It was the last time Terry and I ever got in a discussion where I, we call them discussions. We It's a much better thing to say is an argument discussion where I didn't feel that she was hearing me. The furthest I got, I went out of my driveway, I drove to the stop sign at the uh, front of the neighborhood, and turned around and came back. That's the furthest I got. I met. Listen, if I'm stepping on your toes, God will heal your feet today. Amen? Men, treat your wives like they're worthy. Women, you are worthy. God loves you. And listen, for all the men that don't feel like you're a good enough husband or a good enough father, I'll tell you, you let that baggage go today. Because you serve a father who is a good enough father. Amen. And I'll end with this. Know who you are in Christ. Christ, golly, what time do we have? Can I go? Can I keep going, you guys, just for a second? because if i feel rushed i won't i'll get out of the anointing number 1 in christ you are forgiven this is how you're going to know that if you feel you're not worthy that you don't fit in and you're not good enough look you are forgiven every past present and future sin jesus christ died for every bit of it you are forgiven everybody say i am forgiven Now, look at our scripture right here. Therefore, if anybody be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, all things become new. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I'm a new person in Christ. I don't have to look at it. old K Wild, the, the old Kevin Wright. I'm a new creature. Y'all ain't even happy about it. I said, I, You're a new creature. That's still not good enough. I mean, if you get a revelation that, that the sin that you did last night, that you're ashamed of, that y- you're forgiven, I said, you're a new creature. Old things are passed away. That old Jew, he's dead. You get over it in this new life, in this new grace, and, and listen, enjoy life. You're forgiven. You don't have to walk around, I'm just no good. I was talking to my buddy James over here the other day. I love James. Wave at us, James. That's my friend right there. Jim, that's you, Jim. Jim James. Jim James. I was talking to Jim and he, you know, and he would say all the time, "I'm sorry." Like if he he'll do something in the church and he does an awesome job at the church. He helps clean and he'll say, "I'm sorry." I'm sorry. And, I, and the Lord told me, I went up to him and said, James, stop saying you're sorry. Do you know why he said he was sorry? Because he went not feeling like he's good enough for me. Listen, brother, you are good enough for me. I'm Kevin Wright. I'm not that great without God. Me and you are in the same boat. You don't have to say sorry to me. You're doing a good job. Because you know what? Jim is worth, worth the blood of Jesus. He's worth the blood of Jesus. Jesus Christ died for that man. If you feel unworthy, he died for you. You don't have to walk around. I'm just not good enough. I'm never going to be anything. Well, you're not. You start looking in the mirror. I'm in Christ Jesus. I'm going somewhere. I am victorious. I started saying this week, I am God's property. I forbid any sickness or disease that comes upon my body to die instantly. I forbid it to come upon me. I am God's property. God loves me. I'm God's property. God loves me. I'm in Christ, baby. I look a lot better in Christ and then outside of Christ. Number two, in Christ you are secure. And there's the scripture for that. Now it is God who makes us both, us and you, stand firm in Christ He anointed us and set His seal of ownership on us and put His Spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what it is to come. Amen. It's time that we stand firm in Christ. Don't go back and pick up that baggage anymore. I'm talking to somebody today. Somebody's waiting because they got fried chicken they're going to eat after service. Listen, I'm talking to somebody right now. They're still with me right now because I'm still speaking to them. Somebody said... Oh, 11.30, they cut, don't cut me off at 11.30. God's got something for you. You have access to God's grace any time of day or night. Go to God any time of day or night. And lastly, in Christ you are free. If you're addicted to drugs in here, if you're addicted to pornography, if you have any addiction in your life, if you're addicted to gambling, if you're addicted to alcohol, you are in Christ and you are free. What are you doing being mastered by anything? You are in Christ and you are free. And he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen? Somebody say amen. Everybody say I'm free. And lastly, I am with this scripture. For there is no condemnation for those who are in what? For there is no condemnation for those who are in... For there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Are we in Christ? We are free, we are forgiven, we are secure. We don't have to worry about walking around thinking God don't accept us. Kevin Wright is a preacher. I was so bad in high school, a teacher saw me one time, I was carrying my Bible. She said, My God, there must be a God if Kevin Wright's carrying a Bible. You think Brian Quazik's always been this good? I know he sleeps over here in the corner while I'm preaching. You think, you think, no, oh man, God takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He takes a Kevin Wright who could barely even read when I was in high school. Now I can, I can quote the King James translation. I got a memory of and I look at the Bible so much. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the mighty, Almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge. I can just start quoting the scriptures. I've stood, I've, I've been there long enough until my image changed. Until my image changed. you got to stay there long enough until you start thinking different that you don't see yourself as a no good piece of trash. you got to look long enough until you change and you let go of that baggage of that that base says you'll never be successful, you'll never get your healing, you'll never this. You're, devil is a liar. Shut up, devil. Shut up, devil. Everybody say, shut up devil. shut up, devil. Amen? Stay there long enough. Stay in church long enough till you start thinking. Look, right now, you'll go out of here and you may cuss. You may... You may accidentally, I wouldn't say accidentally, you may choose to smoke a joint this week. They still call them joints? I looked at Cal when I said that. Do you know? You better not know. You may smoke some weed this week, you know, and you're a new believer and you feel like, oh, I'm just, I'm not giving you permission to smoke weed. You shouldn't smoke weed. But if you smoke weed when you came in here, you're probably... You know, hopefully you'll get a revelation that you don't have to smoke weed. But if you did, you need to keep coming back to church until you stop smoking weed. Amen? I want the weed smokers in here. Y'all, he's a crazy pastor. Because they stay here long enough, they won't smoke weed anymore. They'll get a revelation of who they are in Christ. They are not to be mastered by any drug or anything. Amen? Let me pray for you and we'll end. (laughs) Look at me for a minute. Did you guys get anything out of today? I felt a little rushed. I hope you all were blessed. Um, May not be the greatest preacher in the world, but I can tell you right now, I, I know the people that come to this church. I'm your pastor. And I believe we ought to be a healthy church. If you're in here today and... I spoke to you. You know, while I was ministering, you said, man, that's me. I, I feel that way. Change. Just change today. Let the baggage go. Would you bow your head and I want to pray for you. Lord, I thank you. I hope nobody today felt like condemned but but convicted. You're sitting here today and you got baggage in your life and, and wh- why every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I, that the Lord spoke to you in some way you were encouraged or you're like, man, I want to change in that area. I got some baggage in that area. Would you unashamedly, for me, for my sake as a preacher, to know that I was speaking to you, that I heard from God today. Nobody's looking around. Nobody's going to look at you. Would you slip your hand? I spoke to you in some way while I was preaching. I see your hand. I see your hands. Hands all over the building. God bless you. I see your hand. Anybody else? God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. Lord, you saw those hands. Those hands represent somebody maybe dealing with baggage. I need my prayer warriors as you're sitting there to be praying because I'm going to pray something off somebody today. Satan, you get away from those people. Stop lying to them. We refuse to lie, we refuse to accept your lies, enemy, another second, another minute. Today we let the baggage go. We let that past go. Today we are in Christ, and we are secure, and we are free from that past, from that past accusation, that past lie. So today we let the baggage go. Now everybody take your hands and do this. On account count of three when, we, when I say let go I want you to let go Whatever has been in your heart all these years One, two, three Let it go We are free Now say I'm in Christ I'm secure And I am free From this moment on From any of the baggage Of the past In Jesus name And if you're free this morning Clap your hands God bless you